story pulls us away from what it is that we want and it keeps us stuck, it keeps us small, it keeps us stalled out. Hello friends, welcome back to Tales from the Journey. I am Stephanie Zamora and today we are going to talk about context, what really happened and the art of not taking things personally. Now these are three very important skills and lessons and they create such tremendous freedom and leverage in our lives, which is really important and really necessary on these journeys through challenging chapters and big life transitions. And especially with listening to other people's journeys. So this entire show is focused on sharing other people's stories of rising up and coming back. And there is a ton of really insightful wisdom and advice and shares from our guests. And so there's so much to be gleaned from these episodes. I hope that you have been making the time to listen to all of them and then checking out our guests' work by going to their websites or buying their books or listening to their podcasts because they are just a wealth of wisdom and insight and information. And all of these pieces, especially context, are so important when we're navigating our own healing and growth journey. So let's dive in. Let's start first by talking about context. So context, if you work with me in any capacity or you read my books or you take a program, you will hear me talk about context quite a bit. Context is king, but it is often and frequently just never even considered. It is fascinating to me. And and I understand because before I really learned about context, before I really learned a lot of these skills for myself, I didn't consider context either. So I understand. But once you're aware of context and the importance of it and how to really discern it in every situation and for every person, it is fascinating how frequently we do not consider context in the least. And context is king. Context is our frame and our container for how we view the world. And it's made up of a lot of things. It's made up of our external circumstances as well as our internal ecology. So external can be specifics of the situation, the things that are going on. And internal is our beliefs, our cultural upbringing, our worldview, our own traumas and thought patterns and whatever else might be in there that influences and creates this framing and container and lens for how we see the world. And so context, again, the framing and container for how we view the world, how we view a situation. And it's everything. It is absolutely everything because it gives us perspective on situations and experiences that we often overlook. As I mentioned at the start, If you're listening to words of wisdom from other people, and this show is an excellent example of that, context is so important because it is very easy to internalize messages that are actually damaging for us because we didn't consider the context from which the message comes. So I want to share an example. There was somebody in my social media feed that was talking about grief and talking about how it's so important to forgive and forget and to let go of the pettiness and to end the arguments and to reach out to the people that we're not talking to and let go of grudges and really maximize the time that we have with people because we never know when we're going to lose them. And that is such a powerful sentiment. It's such a powerful insight from somebody who has experienced losing a person that they love early and having these unresolved feelings and experiences and context. What was the context of this person posting? This particular person is grieving someone that they loved and they're remembering the love and the good in the moment 
moment that they're writing something like that. And they may have had something that needed forgiveness, a level of forgiveness that they were willing to give, but never got around to. And now there is regret. And maybe they're seeing that some of the things that they thought were important aren't actually important. And they wish they could go back and do it differently. And maybe that particular relationship was really incredible and good and wonderful. That is the context of that post. But what is your context? So it doesn't speak to what you should do and how you should feel if there was abuse or toxicity and a boundary that was absolutely needed. It doesn't speak to what you should do if you are personally at peace with leaving a relationship unresolved. It doesn't speak to what you should do if it's actually better for your mental health to never speak to someone again. And yes, you can love them and grieve them and and even forgive, but know that you need to keep them out of your life. So that is your context. And and maybe it's not your context, but that's my example is we go through life and we see these words of wisdom that are so inspirational and sometimes cliche, but important sentiments. But what is the context? And I say this a lot to my audience. So especially if you read my Awesome Life Tips books or you follow our Awesome Life Tip Instagram account, or really you read anything that I write and share online, there have been times that people email me and they are so upset about what I said because they have framed it in their context without considering the context from which it came from. My context, what I was writing about specifically. And this is why I teach so heavily on discernment because that is a discerning moment of does this piece of wisdom and advice and insight and whatever else really apply to me in my situation, to my context. And when we have the ability to discern and we have the understanding that context can be different, things like that example, things like if you read something, whether it's mine or someone else's, and you think, what a horrible piece of advice, that doesn't apply because you're in your context, where in your context, the person that you're no longer speaking to was abusive or the situation was incredibly toxic and a boundary was like absolutely 100% needed. If you're reading me or someone else writing about how you should forgive and forget and and time is limited. We don't know how much time we have. Of course, you're going to get upset. But when you can remember context, then you are able to take that information and say, this is not applicable to my situation. You're able to discern more easily because you're not hooked into this person doesn't understand or you're not internalizing a message which can be damaging. So if I'm getting a message that I should forgive everyone who's ever hurt me because time is short and if you love somebody, you should let them back into your life and whatever the message might be, but I'm not considering the context for myself that that's an abusive and toxic person, I'm internalizing this message that is not relevant to my situation. And then I might take actions that are harmful to me or other people. So context is king. Context is so important. It's also important to consider when you are comparing yourself to someone else. So first of all, don't compare yourself. (laughs) You're on your own journey. Compare yourself to yourself if that's motivating to you to see how far you've come, but don't compare yourself to other people. So we share journeys on this podcast to help you see the frameworks that I teach modeled in action, to give you examples of how different people have navigated their way back from challenging chapters and big life transitions of all kinds. It is each individual's personal journey and story, and they made decisions based on their context and what was right for them in their situation. So if you find yourself comparing, oh my gosh, even if your situation is very similar to someone who's been on the show or to me, remember that the context is completely different inherently because we are different people. We are living different lives. 
lives. The circumstances are different. The situation is different. Our internal worldview, our internal ecology is different. What is right for me, what worked for me won't necessarily work for you. So when you're listening to stories and you're comparing your journey to other examples, look for the framework. Go back to the first episodes on the show where I talk about things like journey mapping. I talk about the process and framework for making the impossible happen. I teach you really important frameworks and processes, and you are meant to figure out what those steps mean for you. And that's something that I can support you with. But if you are listening to someone else's story and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I should be doing that. We have similar backgrounds. We have a similar situation that we're going through. They must know I must do this thing. That's not the point of this. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Don't assume that because someone has a similar background or situation that you should be doing the same thing. Look for the modeling. Look for what they're doing and the framework and the process of it and start to tune into what's right for you based on your situation, who you are and what your context is. So that is a brief overview (laughs) of context. And I really tried to put it in the context of the listeners here on the show for you, especially if you're listening to other people's stories. If you have more questions about context, please let me know. I have tons of resources on my blog, stephaniesmora.com slash blog. You can even just search context and you'll probably find a lot of things. And I speak to it in some of my books as well. So context is king. If you can even just recite that in your head until it sticks, it's going to help you start to separate things out and say, what is true for me? What is the context of what is being shared or what I'm seeing or what's being modeled for me? And what's my context? And how do I take the framework and the processes and apply them to me in a way that is, is beneficial and healthy and fruitful? The second thing I want to talk about is this question of what really happened. And this is such an important question and the concept and framing around it, the context of it is so incredibly essential to understand so much so that I actually wrote a short book about it. And I learned about this particular question from Tracy Goss in her book, The Last Word on Power, which anyone who knows me knows that is one of my all-time favorite books. It is my Bible for life. It is very focused on leadership and executive reinvention. So I have worked hard to apply the things that I have learned in my own context in my own framing, in my own body of work for people who are going through challenging chapters and big life transitions and trying to live their purpose and make impossible things happen. So this question, what really happened, is challenging. It's a really challenging question, but it creates massive freedom in a way that I don't think really anything else does. It's really important that you hear me when I say that this question is not meant to invalidate our experience in any way. Our experience is our experience, and it is valid and real. What this question is about is about separating the stories from reality. Story pulls us away from what it is that we want, and it keeps us stuck. It keeps us small. It keeps us stalled out. Story is the thing that we are trying to separate out by asking this question, not invalidating our experience and making it wrong, not gaslighting ourselves or others, simply trying to frame things in a different context so that we can continue moving forward. So here is the high-level breakdown. Again, you can get more in my book. It's titled What really happened. You can go to stephaniesmore.com slash shop. We will link to it in the show notes as well. But essentially something happens. Something doesn't go how we want. Someone says no to our request, whatever that might be. Something falls apart. And all that happened is something didn't go how we wanted it to. Somebody said no. Things turned out a different way. 
that's it. That is all that happened. But humans are these magical meaning-making machines. And so we assign meaning. And that meaning, until we have done our deeper healing and growth work, until we have processed out old wounding, old traumas, old fears, and limiting beliefs, that shows up as story. Something happens, we tell a story about it. Something doesn't go how we want it because nothing ever works out for us and life is hard and that person doesn't like us and we're unsupported and everything's awful. They said no because we're unlovable. We're not good enough or they're just a jerk and life is hard again. Nobody ever supports us. We can never make anything happen. Why do I even bother? Things fell apart because the universe is out to get us. People suck. We suck. Whatever, right? That's the story. That story is always anchored in our core wounding and our worldview until we've really addressed our core wounding and we've again healed and processed and grown above and beyond it in a healthy way as much as we possibly can. We tell stories about what happens from our core wounding and we don't even realize that we're doing it because it's our reality. Our worldview anchored in our core wounding is our reality. None of that, none of the stories that we tell is actually what happened. All that happened is what what happened. And almost always, none of those stories are true either. Maybe every now and then someone is actually a jerk. But for the most part, 99.9% of the time, our stories about what happened are not true. They are simply an interpretation that is rooted in the past, rooted in unresolved grief and trauma, rooted in unprocessed emotions, rooted in limiting beliefs and fears, and rooted most especially in our core wounding, which shapes our worldview. So it is really vital crucial, critical. If you want to experience freedom, if you want to rise up and come back from whatever it is that you're going through, if you want to live your purpose and make impossible things happen, is you have to start asking this question of what really happened. Now, again, feelings are life. Anyone who knows me, anyone who has listened to any aspect of this show or done any of my work knows how much I value feeling our feelings. Feelings are vital. They're healthy. They're normal. They're important. Something happens. Feel your feelings. Feel the raw emotion in your body. If you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling angry, feel the raw emotion in your body. Detach it from the story that you're telling about why you feel that way or why things are the way they are. Just feel disappointed. Just feel sad. Feel it fully and it will move quickly. Feel it fully without the story and you can continue to move forward. You will not get stuck in it. Story does not serve us. We have to set it aside when things happen, when things come up, because it limits our thinking and our ability to act. So as you navigate your journey of rising up and coming back, when things happen, feel your feelings, set your story aside, and really get honest with yourself and ask, what really happened? All that happened is what happened. And then when you can do that, when you can see it for what it is without interpretation or story, you can reconnect with what it is that you want and what's important to you. And once you can reconnect with that and you're not caught up in story, then you can take steps to continue moving forward. All that happened is what happened. This is such a mind-bendy and hard concept. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of reminders. It's something that I do very frequently, almost like a broken record with 
all of my coaching clients, something I had to do repeatedly like a broken record with myself, with the support of friends and coaches and mentors as well to really have that be my default way of approaching life is seeing what happened for simply what happened and moving forward from there. So I would encourage you to grab my book. You can get the ebook very affordably. The paperback is also very affordable. stephaniezamora.com slash shop. It is called What Really Happened. Lastly, I want to talk about the art of not taking things personally. So not taking things personally allows us to reclaim our energy. And this is not about letting ourselves or others off the hook for certain behaviors. So there are a lot of people, spiritual bypassers in particular, that love to use this as an out. Somebody gets upset. Somebody is hurt something goes awry in a relationship or at work or whatever it might be. Somebody is holding you accountable to your actions and you say, it's not personal. That's not about me. It's not personal. The feelings and experience and reaction that they're having, yes, that is a reflection of their experience, their belief, their lens, their own worldview, their interpretations. And take personal responsibility. Not taking things personal is not an out. It's not an excuse. It is not permission to let yourself or others off the hook. We have to take personal responsibility, especially in important relationships. You have to ask yourself if you actually caused harm and if there is something that you can do to show up differently to support somebody that you love. So the art of not taking things personally is not an out. It is not a permission slip to be a jerk, to be oblivious, to coast through life and never take responsibility for your impact on other people. It is about freedom. And this is tied into interpretation and story very closely because we take everything personally and we assign meaning to everything and we make it about us when a lot of the times, most of the time, it is not about us. And we're used to doing this with things that feel hard or heavy or negative. So I will use the example of you have a boss that is not very warm or friendly, that never praises you, that's always on your case about stuff, that's grumpy, that whatever, right? Like you just have that bad boss and you internalize that. You take it personally. You take it to mean something about you. And maybe your boss doesn't like you, but that's not actually about you. That's a reflection of their worldview, their preferences, their beliefs, their lens, their perspective. Even if their mind, it's about who you are as a person, it is not actually about you. Now, the flip side of this, which I feel is very important and (laughs) not everyone agrees with me on, this is where we find true freedom, is let's say you get rid of the bad boss and you get a different job or you get a different boss and all they do is praise you and tell you how wonderful you are. They give you amazing projects and they celebrate you and whatever it might be that makes you feel good. That's also not personal. (laughs) I know that that's like, wait a minute, because again, we love this concept in relation to the negative. We feel better if we can say it's not personal when they're mean to us or they don't treat us well or they're behaving in ways that are easy for us to internalize. We don't like the idea that it's not personal when they're praising us and appreciating us and celebrating who we are. It's the same thing. It's not personal. And this is about non-attachment because when we are not attached to 
other people's responses and how they perceive us and how they react to us, we have tremendous freedom to be who we are and create what we want. If I am not attached to your praise and I am not attached to your negativity in response to me, I have tremendous freedom that most people don't have. I am not bogged down by other people's interpretations or expectations of me. I am free to discern what is right for me, where I actually want to be. Like I'm not feeding off of other people positively or negatively. This is something that I feel grateful to have kind of naturally organically learned on my own very early in my business because it has allowed me to evolve my work in the direction that feels right for me. It has allowed me to do things like publish a memoir that felt like me that was written the way that I wanted it to be written. Like I appreciate praise. I'm glad when you love my work, when you love my writing, I'm glad when it resonates, but that is not about me. Just the same as when you hate what I write, when you don't like the way that I do things, that is not about me. Neither of those are about me. They are a reflection of you. Now, if enough of you (laughs) don't like what I'm doing, I'm going to check in and say, okay, is there a way I'm showing up that isn't aligned with what I want to create? Like, is there something here for me to see and reflect on and grow and heal around? I personally always use reflection as an opportunity to look inward and see if there is something there that's true, that's important for me to work on. That does make it personal. If you love me and my work and my podcast and my books and my writing, that's not about me. If you hate everything that I do and you can't stand me and you wish I would shut up and I have the dumbest voice you've ever heard (laughs) and my writing is horrible, that's not about me. Most people can grasp this concept around the negative. Oh, they don't like my writing. They don't like my book. They don't like my work. That's not personal. That's not about me. Oh my God, these people love what I'm doing. They're celebrating me. They're praising me. That is all about me. I am so wonderful. When we allow other people's interpretations, reactions, and responses to us to give us our worth to affirm or not affirm whether or not what we're doing is good and right and whatever, that's not freedom. We're not free to be the person that we're here to be and do things in a way that is right for us. So not taking things personally means everything. Again, not a free pass to be a jerk and to be harmful to other people and call it their problem and say that it's not personal. But when we can detach from the way other people perceive and interpret us, the way they react and respond to us, the things that they say about us, the stories that they tell not being personal, good or bad, that's freedom. I am not affected by whether or not you like me or my work. I will take your feedback into consideration and I will process it through my context, my filter, what's important to me, my value system, my ability to discern and be self-aware and see where, oh yeah, maybe I could improve in that area. I could do things differently, but it's not personal if you don't like me. It's not personal if you love me. And that is such tremendous freedom. I just want you to start noticing how this applies in your life. Are there areas that you don't take things personally? Are there places that you do when maybe you shouldn't? Things like praise, things like being celebrated, things like your worth being tied to how people respond to you in your friend circle or at work or in response to your creations. And how can you start seeing it as not personal? If they're your haters and they don't like you and they don't like what you're doing, that's not personal. If they love you and celebrate you and want to gobble up everything that you do, that's not personal. 
This is such tremendous freedom. I probably should have done a whole episode on it (laughs) by itself, but it felt relevant to include with context and asking ourselves what really happened because it's all story and interpretation. And when we can be free of that, when we can exist in our context and we can operate with discernment around what's right and true for us, and we can unhook from story and interpretation of all kinds, whether it's our own or someone else's, we are free to continue moving forward in a way that feels right and aligned for us. This is a mind-bendy concept. All of them kind of are. (laughs) So if it's hard for you to grasp or uncomfortable, just know that that's normal. It can take time and practice, but just notice where these things come into play for you. Where have you been assuming that all context is the same as your context? Where have you not been able to differentiate between, oh, this person is saying that because of their context and their experience, but my context is completely different. Where are you assigning meaning and interpretation to things that happen when you could step back and just look at them for what they are, tune back into what's important to you, not get caught up in the stories, feel your feelings, but not spin out an interpretation and continue moving forward towards what you want. And where are you taking things personally, good or bad? And how can you practice finding freedom by knowing that either way, it's not personal and it's not actually about you and celebrating the freedom inside of that so that again, you can keep moving forward on this path in a way that's right for you. You can create a life that is true to who you are and you can feel fully expressed in everything that you do. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you in today's episode. I look forward to returning in another, I think I have a couple, two or three more solo episodes in this season and a handful more amazing interviews to share with you. I also am considering launching a second podcast. I have some really fun and exciting and aligned things in the works that I am looking forward to sharing with you. But that is what I have. Please check out my resources, stephaniezamora.com slash blog. You can search for some of these concepts and you'll find just tons of articles and blog posts about them. And stephaniezamora.com slash shop. Please consider grabbing a copy of what really happened. It will help you tremendously. And if I can support you in any way, please let me know. Thank you so much for joining us today and for being a part of this powerful community of purpose-driven individuals. We have a ton of free resources for you at www.talesfromthejourney.tv free, including access to my signature process for how to make the impossible happen, packaged in a simple, easy-to-follow workbook that you can implement immediately. Whether you're trying to heal in the aftermath of a challenging chapter, working to uncover your purpose, or going after anything else that feels impossible, you'll learn how to take an entirely different kind of action that goes against much of what you've been taught about manifestation and goal achievement. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community. So please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. 